Welcome to The Sanctuary, a place where we dig deep into motherhood, sisterhood, and the intersection between faith and our everyday lives. I'm Nicole, and I'm a wife, mother of one, and a friend to the sister over here. And I'm MJ, mother of three, devoted Packer fan, and child of God. Are you ready? Whether you're doing dishes, changing diapers, or putting your feet up for a minute, we invite you into an encouraging, truth-telling, and motivational space. All right, join us as we dig deeper into keeping our eyes focused on Jesus, doing this thing, this race, but we're digging into now how to stay focused on Christ in the process of healing. Nicole, you got anything you want to kick it off with? Yeah, yeah. I think the most um, significant part about running the race is having our perspective shaped by what kind of race we're actually running when we talk about that. Um, You know, I kind of have a story about when I was younger and actually at that point, I didn't really know Jesus at all. And so this just fits well into the example. Um, My my best friends at the time lived right up the street from me. And whenever we were done playing, you know, I I was I just went home. And as I got older, um, I could come home by myself when it was dark out. Right. So (laughs) I thought that was pretty cool. Big deal. Yep. It was a big deal. (laughs) But like, even if I was 12, maybe 13, 14, I was still kind of scared of the dark, to be honest. And at that point in my life, like, it was cool to go watch scary movies, you know, like Scream and those images of my head. Yeah. Okay. We won't go there. But like, you can. Yeah. So just you can already imagine what was probably going through my head as I left my friend's homes. And even though I only like lived a block away, the minute that I would get outside and it was dark, I just had this sudden fear that I was being chased. Oh, man. And it, it that image alone, like is what drove me to sprint faster than I have ever run in my life before. you're a runner now? (laughs) This is, yeah, the beginning stages of my running. Um, And, you know, I look at that now and I'm like, okay, to put that into perspective, it's like that fearful image, that, that thing that is terrifying, that's not what God would want. Like fear and fear is put in our hearts oftentimes by whether whether or not we made a mistake most likely we have or we're like dreading something because our world has fallen and um the the difference now is that i know christ and i have him in my life is that i can actually take that fear and 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 shift my perspective mm-hmm. um, so that I'm not running away from something or problems, but that I'm actually focusing um, my attention on God mm-hmm. and letting Jesus sort of reroute my problems so that I can face them. Yeah. Well, outside of the fact is I do believe you lived near a 
serial killer's home at one point. He wasn't a serial killer at that point, but like an ex-serial, like someone who had, so I would have been running too. another, and I think there's documentaries about this man. So um, I would have been a sprinter too. Maybe I should have lived on that block because I would have had that image. It's not a passion of mine, but I was at one point, would be if I were in that situation. Um, That's true. But that is a really good, that's a really good imagery for us to get into this, Nicole. Um, But just thinking about the way that we do run, right? We can run to Christ, like you said, but how often myself thinking about that is like, it's so much easier to run from pain. It's so much easier to run from people, run from situations to run from events. But when you run and you don't have anything to run to, it's exhausting. And even though you think you're better off for running away from it all, you don't have any hope or optimism as to, okay, I'm gonna, I'm running, but I'm tired. Now, what do I do? You know? Yeah. But when you have Christ, he's there to run to, and he stops all these other things from coming to you, and he helps you deal with whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And there's rest in that. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you have ever been in a place or if you're in that place of running now, keep listening. Mm-hmm. We got a couple things in the word that we want to share and some examples that have really helped us. In the process of healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what kind of, um, what kind of scripture has us pointing our eyes to Jesus? Let's look into the word. Yes. Most important. Let's get it straight from scripture. So I'm going to start off looking at Luke 9, 62. So in this scripture, it's not specifically talking about healing, but the Lord has given us just some context as to what it takes to to follow him. And he writes here, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service for the kingdom of God. Now I look at that all the time when I find myself looking back at, at past things or mistakes or past events or past harms, because I realize that I can't look back at my error or the error that's been done to me and run the race the Lord has called me to with discipline, diligence, and perseverance. Because the God of this universe has not created me to keep one hand back. He's created me to look forward. And so the scripture is important for us all to remind ourselves that like God wants us to stay focused on him so that way we can be established in his ways. He will help us heal. He will help us work. Um, And I'm going to give an example of some healing and when this verse really stood out to me the most, um, because I do want to walk in his kingdom. I do want to walk in his faithfulness. And so when the Lord is showing me scripture like this, it makes me realize that I'm not obeying him. I'm not, you know, I'm not following him in the best way that I could if I don't stay focused ahead. Um, And I end up, you know, sad or grieving the Holy Spirit or whatever it may be. But um, So it's easy for me to want to run away from people when they've hurt me or I feel like I've been um, betrayed. It's just easier for me to isolate. It's easier for me to put walls up and to just leave it be because I've kind of been, you know, we do have a broken world. So I kind of have been accustomed to seeing just people not caring, you know, not having that deep rooted caring where it's like, I hurt your feelings. Oh, oh, well you know, deal with it. And so in a situation that I was in, it was like the Lord was growing me. He used it for my good. And it's not to say that I wasn't at fault, right? We do things we may not knowingly do that could have caused someone's heart to shift towards us toward a a certain way. So I don't want to like get myself off the hook, right? Or play the victim. But 
there was definitely a situation where I was walking closely with a, a friend trying to get into the word and understand the Lord. And um, some events happened and I could just tell there was a shift in our relationship. And so um, began to separate, which was okay. You know, we have our own lives. Um, but then I began to hear some malicious things spoken about me um, that weren't true. And so I just prayed about it because I didn't want to engage in that. Because at this point, I, I was already walking closely with the Lord. And so I knew that we are not to engage in that, right? We we take the other the other cheek. And so this was a testing of my faith. Was I believing that the Lord was going to reconcile it? Or was I going to put my hand in the mix of it and then cause myself to then go to that level of gossip, that level of strife, that level of deceit? and deal with the repercussions with God in my prayer life, in my life in general. So what I did is I prayed and I very clearly knew that the Lord said, I got it. Like just go to the gym at the same time. Cause someone I had known do the same things that you usually do. You're not like in the wrong right now. Like, and so I felt confident in that. Cause I did pray about it. Like, what did I do? My, and um, I just con- continued to do my schedule and time passed. It was awkward to be honest, because I knew that there was gossip. Um, but then also the Lord led me um, to be able to have grace upon this girl. And the thing that was really difficult is I had to forgive her, even though I never was told like, sorry for her actions, or why did she all of a sudden turn to be a certain way? Um, when I was reading the word, I really felt like the Lord has said, there's going to be an opportunity where She's going to come back to you and I want you to display grace. And so grace means that I wasn't just going to say I accept your apology. It means I was going to like basically be overwhelmingly accepting of her with it with positive embrace. Right. And to be able to like give back to her, even though there was some strife. Um, So a year passed and she wanted she reached out. And during this year, I let the Lord heal me because it was really a, a period where it's like I didn't understand what happened. Like I had invested kind of a lot into that relationship emotionally, wanting to build her up and wanting to build a relationship because I just felt like women should. And I was at that point with the Lord and realizing like, it's important to build vulnerable, authentic relationships. And with that, it's good, but there's the opportunity for harm to occur when God knows that. Right. And so I still trusted in this relationship and it was a learning experience, but there was harm done to my heart. Mm And as I grew that year, he healed me in understanding, like, there are circumstances that I don't understand around people that I may never understand. So I can't take it personal. I've got to be discerning, which I got to make judgments and continue to walk in his ways. But I cannot judge, even though there might have been some grievance to me. So he grew my ability to love people, even when I felt like they were unlovable. Right. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because of how good of a person I was, it was because of how much I love God, right? Like I love the Lord. So he calls me to love. And you don't get the stretching of learning how to love people until you're in situations where you're like, oh no, she did not do that. You know, like in a different voice, I would say if I was going to be more natural with him, but, um, and it was unnatural for me because I've been in circumstances where I'm like, Whoosh, I don't need anybody then whatever. But it, instead of puffing up my chest, which the Lord did not let me do, I submitted it to him and I was like, Lord, help me to know what I did. And it was more like, no, there's a process in this. There's going to be something learned. So anyhow, a a year went by and she reached out and I invited her over and we talked and she was going through some things 
during this year where I had not spoken to her at all. Um, and she told me the situation that she had fall, fell back into. And I could just feel the Holy Spirit, like, give her a hug. And so I just, I gave her a hug and never needed an apology for the ways that she was. And I just knew she needed someone who actually cared for her. It wasn't going to go and gossip and go and share things that, you know, shouldn't have been shared. She needed someone the Lord could use to just be that person. And so I did because he had prepared my heart. It healed my heart and he had postured me in a place to be able to display unconditional love to this woman. Um, and, you know, time has passed and we, you know, we kind of were still hanging out a little bit. We saw each other, but we weren't close in that same way. And I knew there was a reason for it. And things did eventually just kind of dwindle off because sometimes in life, I've learned that we have friends who are friends for our lifetime. And then we also have people who got his place in our life to, to learn from, to attribute to, to walk in a season with an assignment, to be able to learn and encourage um, and this is one of those where it's like, I needed to learn personally how to grow in my heart and have these things um, and to see these things. Cause it doesn't happen unless you're in circumstances or situations. And then it also just like, it showed me how it was to not run away from it and actually heal and let him process me. Because when you're in a situation where you're feeling like betrayed, it also triggers all the other times that people have betrayed or you felt, you know, striped against. And so for me, it was like letting the Lord almost like take those layers off those peels and like, okay, so this is why you feel like this. This is why you immediately want to isolate. This is why you put your, your, you know, fence up or your wall up. And it was really liberating and it would not have happened if I didn't look to God in the process. Cause I would have just put it in a box, tucked it away and not did any of the healing process. Cause it's painful at first, mm -hmm. but now dealing with it. I'm not running. I'm not exhausted. I've dealt with it. And so I get rest. Yes. 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 Because uh, there's so many um, friendships that we can have with people and you don't know when you first meet a person, how long that, that friendship is going to last. You don't know, like nobody's got a sign on their head that's like, I'm here for life. <laughs> or those are an assignment. <laughs> no. Right. And I don't think Jesus wants us to approach you once like, I'm only here for four days. You are my yeah. assignment. And that's it. Like he would not want us to do that. He wants us oh, to gosh. be more loving. <laughs> no, like, cause that's, that would, that's a, not a friendship. If someone were coming up to me and like, Hey, let's do a project together. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like there is a process to get to know people and it does take time, but <laughs> that is just so good to be able to learn so much. Like look how much you learned out of all of that, just out of that one friendship. And that's so beautiful to know that you could love her, even though the friendship still wasn't what you hoped it might've been in the very beginning stages. Mm -hmm. But that's peace, you know, that's peace because we can hold on to so much of what was what was lost or at least what we expected and then didn't come through. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and then that can really, really um, drive the race, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you hear like, do you hear those phrases? A lot of people say, like, I am who I am because of the mistakes that I've made or the things that have happened to me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's a lot of times those broken relationships mm -hmm. where people are like, well, I'm this way because of what I went through. 
And it's like, it's not, it doesn't have to be that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It drew this whole um, friendship or the, the circumstances around this. If we look at Matthew 23, 25, where it says, um, you clean the outside of the cup and dish, but the inside, like you're full of greed and self-indulgence. He's talking to the Pharisees. And then he goes into first clean the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside would also be clean. No one knew what was happening in my heart or my mind during this process, but God did. He knew that he was creating a heart that was like not prideful, right? Because it was so much easier to just be like, oh, how dare you? Instead of being like, I don't know the situation of who she is or her, her circumstances or the way she was brought up. I'm not going to judge her. I know that what she did to me grieved my heart, but I still am not in a position to judge her, allowed him to do work that was greater in me for the lifetime, right? Not just right, for this right. situation. Um, and it's so helpful for me too, because it's like, how often do we want to clean that outside and, and like stick up for ourselves and want to be like, I didn't do this or this is, or she's crazy or whatever. Right. And just make it look like, Hey, I'm clean. Instead of being like, no, no, no. I don't care what other people think right now. I'm going to let the Lord work this out and let him work in me a clean inside that'll show on the outside. Yes. Yes. That is so beautiful. That is so good because we can't lose sight of that. What God is doing is often what's on the inside of us. And no, no one's going to see that. There's just so many lessons to be learned from that. Mm-hmm. And how you brought it to prayer and the fact that you weren't willing to take vengeance right. on a situation is is clearly like bringing you so much peace right now. So I just love that. Lord, thank you so much that you've given us the opportunity to be able to just speak over our brother and sister and you, Lord Jesus. We are so thankful Father, you are with us, that you help us heal in every single moment and everything that we have endured, Lord, that you have already seen the things that we will come up against and you've seen all the things that we've already endured and that you are still the same God full of grace in every moment that we're processing. Lord, we're grateful that we can run to you and not run from things, Lord, and that as we face the things that we need to heal from, God, that you are merciful and compassionate and that you help us navigate the right ways, Lord, and that as we surrender to you, Lord, that you give us respite and peace. Lord, I pray over this person that they may be able to take time today to think about the things that they are running from, and that you would encourage them to stop running from things and instead re-pivot their understandings to focus on you and the peace that you can give them by taking away these burdens, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would keep their race aligned with your will for their life. Let the pace, God, be at the grace that you've given them for today and the days to come. And we just love you, Lord Jesus. We lift your holy name up. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Thank you.